Hello there. Welcome to today's episode of The Pickup Line. I'm Justin, and on today's episode, we're going to be continuing with the theme from the past uh, couple of episodes. We're going to be talking a little bit more about Final Fantasy since the new Final Fantasy VII remake just launched. Maybe we'll do an entire week of Final Fantasy stuff this week. Who knows? But on today's episode, I wanted to pose a very simple question and perhaps uh, give some background um, <clears throat> to this question uh, for for those listeners who maybe don't know the, this game as well. But I wanted to ask... Uh, Final Fantasy XI. It's an MMORPG that I've been playing for 20 years. I'm currently lapsed right now. I'm not subscribing to the game. Uh, I'm not playing it right now. And so my question for today is, what would it take to bring lapsed players back? What would Square Enix have to add to the game, or what would they have to change to make Final Fantasy appealing again to fans who aren't currently playing it anymore like me? We're going to tackle that question on today's episode of The Pickup Line. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get into it. So Final Fantasy XI is a game that launched in 2001 uh, on the Sony PlayStation 2 uh, and PC in America. Um, it had its ups and downs. It was very popular throughout all of these years. It eventually made its way onto Xbox 360. After a long time, the PS2 the PS2 version was kind of discontinued as well as the Xbox 360 version, and the game now exists uh, on PC. It's still going. Um, it's still it's still the same old game that it was, and they've made a the, the company that makes the game Square Enix has made a lot of changes to it um, along that journey as well. A, a, a sort of a, a follow up to Eleven was launched, Final Fantasy XIV, another MMORPG, a, a massively multiplayer online role playing game, and it kind of a lot of people went over to play that one. They're very different games. I've played them both. Um, I like 14 sometimes, sometimes I can't stand it, but I love 11, and I've played 11 since it came out, and I still play it, but right now, um, I'm, I'm lapsed. Um, right now, I've, I've, <clears throat> I'm not playing it right now, and the reason for that, and I'll kind of go into some of the, the reasons for that, and then talk a little bit about what would have to happen to, to make the game you know, more to make it interesting for me again, perhaps, uh, is where I kind of want to go with this episode. And, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, too. So please uh, call in, leave a message. I'd love to hear what you think um, Square Enix should do to uh, make this episode, or to, to make this game uh, kind of viable again for everybody. Um, <clears throat> one sec. Uh, so, um, Final Fantasy XI is, is, of course, a monthly subscription-based service game. You have to pay money every month to play the game for 30 days. Uh, and, in fact, it's one of the most expensive MMOs still to this day. It's, it's quite more expensive than most other mainstream massively multiplayer online games. Um, the base subscription is, uh, I think, $14 a month. And then if you want to expand your inventory capabilities, you need to pay an extra dollar uh, for two different... Uh, Mog wardrobe, so that's another two dollars on top of that. Plus, if you have a, if you have a mule or another character, it's another dollar on top of that. So for my subscription, I usually end up paying about eighteen dollars a month to play this game. When the time exists, when I'm really into it, and my friends are all into it, and we're all playing together, that money seems 
100% worth it. Uh, we're playing it every night. We're dumping hours and hours into it. We're getting our gear leveled up. We're, we're uh, taking on intense and hard boss battles and end game content and we're leveling jobs and we're hanging out and we're just having a good time together. Uh, and, and that, that, that trajectory, that, that sort of flow happened for a while in like November, December, January ish around there. We were all doing Omen content, which is kind of a new end game content. Uh, and we were really having a good time kind of burning through that and, and strategizing and leveling up and getting new gear. <clears throat> When that, con- when that content sort of dried up a little bit, we started to feel like, what are we doing in the game right now? Um, one of the options in the game that we do is generate what's called capacity points. This is a sort of a leveling up of your character system that you can increase your character's stats and capabilities well beyond what they would be uh, at the level cap. And the way that you do this is you have to kind of, it's really grindy. You go down to one area. There's one or two areas you can go to, and they're both indoor areas. Um, You're literally fighting monsters that you fought in the first 15 levels of the game 20 years ago, the same monsters that do the same moves. They're just harder versions of those monsters. Um, It's a crowded space. There's lots of other players in there because the spaces are so limited, and there's not a lot of opportunities to fight these particular monsters that give you these increased uh, capacity points that you want. And it's not a very fun experience to grind out and level up capacity points. It's boring, um, and it's grindy, and it's monotonous. Um, And a simple solution to this would be to add more Apex mobs throughout the game in different zones, perhaps in zones that are less familiar to players that are sort of like zones that old players would have uh, enjoyed. Um, So that's one of the things that we can talk about, is sort of like, what could Square Enix do to bring me back? Add more Apex mobs to different areas. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about that later when I read something from the internet to you. Um, So that's one of the things that that we could do in the game. They did just release some new content called Odyssey, which I'm not super excited about because you only get to do it once like every... 72 hours or something like that like there's a big wait time in between getting to do that content and i'm not into that i don't dig that like i don't want to go in and do a 30 minute content and then have to wait three days to do it again it's a similar problem with with some of the newer end game stuff like dynamis divergence that's a that's a newer kind of end game content um it's hard to do unless you have a very large group the bosses in there have mechanics that are extremely annoying um, and make the game not very fun Uh, And a common theme in the game right now for endgame content is they'll do this thing where instead of kind of... They'll kind of negate your ability to to use your job to its potential by by eliminating your ability to use particular moves or or move sets when you're fighting certain monsters and bosses. It's very annoying and it doesn't make the game very fun because it feels very limiting. You work your tail off trying to get your job to a certain place so you can do these certain things and then you fight these bosses and you're just those abilities and moves are just kind of taken away from you. So that's another problem that I see. Um, So that's a little bit of background, you know, uh, where I'm at, why I've kind of uh, why I'm not playing it right now. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I could be doing those things. I could be leveling up some, I could be going for some end game weapons. There's a, a neat, uh, weapon set that you can get from an event called Ambuscade, which is kind of a monthly, uh, content that you get to explore every month. Um, those weapons are cool, but the end version of that weapon requires you to have something called a, um, a pulse weapon, which is extremely rare and difficult to obtain, and you hardly ever see those dropping off of monsters. Um, so there, you know, it's another another grindy thing. So most of the game right now is sort of grind, 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 and then the question always comes up: to what end? So if you were to do all of that and you were to get all that grindy out of the way, what would you do with it? 
you get your job mastered up, you defeat the Dynamis Divergence, and you get the gear from there, then, then what? What do you do? There's not much else to do. Um, so that's a problem with the game right now. There isn't something to kind of aim for. There isn't a content uh, system like Omen, which I'll talk more about in a few minutes. So that's kind of some background. Um, but I think, for me, the real thing, and where we're getting to in the next part of the podcast, the thing that really kind of made me quit for a while was the recent um, question and answer thread that the developers of the game posted when the fan festival that they were going to attend was um, canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak. And this question and answer thread really kind of... Um, it just it just made me not have a lot of hope for the future of the game and where I wanted to see the game going. So I'd like to walk you through that now and give you some feedback and commentary on that Q&A. All right, so continuing on with this thread of what would Square Enix need to do to make me want to come back and play the game some more. Um, I feel like they they kind of did the opposite of that with this Q&A that they released in March of this year. Um, so there was supposed to be this fan festival happening in Boston this year. It was canceled. And instead, the developers answered some fan questions from the forums. And I'd like to take you through some of these answers because it really kind of made me feel like, what does the future of Final Fantasy XI actually hold? Um, and so the first question was, uh, uh, when will we be getting upgraded Empyrean gear? So Empyrean gear is a big part of the game. You can currently upgrade your Empyrean gear to uh, like plus two through Dynamis Divergence, um, and they want we, it would be nice to have another tier of that maybe. And the developer Matsui said, while we cannot say when we'll be implementing this, we do have a plan to make Empyrean armor upgradable. And so that was good. I mean, that's perhaps something to fight for. But again, my concern is once you go through the pr- trouble of upgrading that gear, what are you going to do with it? Um, there was a question here, and this kind of sums up the whole thing. Uh, someone asked, could it be considered to allow for automaton automation oil to stack up to 99? And he said, while we do not have any plans for this currently, uh, we could do this. We'll look into it. Um, so <laughs> they don't have any plans to like do a lot of these quality of life things that people want. Have there been any considerations to let bard songs affect pets? We have considered this before. Um, so that would be an interesting tweak if uh, it could it could bring beastmasters back into the mix could bring make summoners even more powerful if they were to allow bards to affect pets that'd be cool monstrosity question when will the species quests and areas to this system be updated um, it would require a lot of development resources in order to update monstrosity therefore we do not have any plans to make further updates for this content so that's a piece of content that they're leaving behind which i'm fine with that you know i don't i don't really do monstrosity um this is an important one. Will you consider removing the level cap from our pets to match our item level? Our hope is to enjoy increased variety with pet selection. The current pet selection is very limiting for SU5 Beastmasters, and the pet offering in November has a zero value when compared to previously released pets. If you would add a unique pet to REM weapons for Beastmaster, similar to the core ranger bullet pouches, that would help us considerably. If those pets offered a unique buff to the Beastmaster, I would be ecstatic. And the developers respond to that by saying, we could remove the level cap for the Beastmaster pets, but I th- but think we can add new jugs as well. By doing that, we can add more features as well. So if you have any specific jugs you'd like to see, please let us know. You could also suggest higher tier version of existing pets as well. So that was kind of a non-answer, um, but they basically said, no, we're not going to do any of the cool stuff that uh, Gwydion suggested in that post, but instead we're just going to release new jugs with new pets. <sighs> Who knows? Um, 
Gwydion also said, uh, there are currently only two items in the game that offer reward recast reduction, and they each and they reach the cap of minus 25% reduction very quickly. Please increase this cap from equipment so that we may get rid of group one reward merits and choose a more offensive stance such as killer instinct as you have instructed us to do. Similarly, please consider adding reward recast reduction armor to domain invasion or to dark matter augmented provided by Asim. And they said, we have no plans to increase the cap of the recast reduction. So that's just, they're not, not doing that. Um... SE has said that they want Beastmaster to play alongside the pet. Any plans to introduce gear that boosts or defends both Master and Pet simultaneously? We'll look into this, they said. It may be included as part of Empyrean gear upgrade, but would you be fine with this? By having it a job-specific gear, it'll allow us adding more features freely. So, okay, so they're responding to that pretty well. Uh, whatever happened to Indie Geo Regain? Considering Elodoquim and Tactician's role exists for Scholar and Corsair respectfully, uh, it's a little unfair. We have no plans for this. So they have no plans to add a Geo spell for Regain. Um, will SE consider removing the animation Lockout during the Beast 1 hour, Unleash, so that Pet Ready commands Rapid Fire in a similar fashion to Summoner? So when Summoner uses its 2 hour Astral Flow and Astral Conduit together, you can just literally spam the move over and over and over and over again, doing insane amounts of damage. Beastmasters want something similar to that, and the developer said, no, uh, due to the wait time on the animation, this would be difficult to do. So they said it would be difficult. Um, a few more questions about Beastmaster. Um, here, here's the post that really did it for me. Will we see additional locations utilized for Apex enemies? More variety of Apex enemy types introduced? Any adjustments to alleviate congestion at locations where Apex enemies currently exist? And their developers said, we currently have no plans to utilize additional locations or add more variety for, of enemies for Apex. Would you like us to add a bit more? <sighs> yes! For God's sakes, yes. Like, that would be a thing that would potentially bring me back to the game. If I could have a, a better, more fun, more engaging, more interesting way to do capacity point grinding, I would come back and do that with my jobs. Right now, as it exists, I hate it, it's boring. It's a thing I do where I put a movie on and I mindlessly do it out in a... In a blue cave somewhere, and I do not like that. Um, will we ever get different colored chocobo costumes? What colors would you like? How, for, how feasible would it be to increase delivery box and auction house items placement sizes? We have no plans for this. It's not something we can do because of the system. Is there anything that, you, that could be done to improve getting into Eingar Tier 3? Specifically on Azure, it seems to be often congested. While Eingar looks as if it's a layered area, it's a standard area similar to Dynamis. In order to address the congestion issue, we would need to make it a layered area. However, due to amount of resources required, this is being pushed back. So they're not doing that. They also, after 20 years, <laughs> finally released this crazy treasure hunter chart. Um, because someone asked to just for them to just finally, after all, these all this time, all these years, explain how the treasure hunter drop rates work. So they released this chart, and they basically showed the 14 different tiers of Treasure Hunter and the percentage chance of obtaining the item uh, tier level that you want. So, for example, if you have four, all 14 stacks of Treasure Hunter procced on a mob, uh, you have an 80% chance of getting a very common item, uh, a 70% chance of getting an un a common item, a 30% chance of getting an uncommon item, a 20% chance of a rare item, 10% for very rare, 5% for super rare, and 1.5% for ultra rare. That's with 14 stacks of treasure hunter. The most I usually can get to is around maybe 9 or 10. So with my thief, for an ultra rare item, I'm looking at 0.8 to 0.9% increased chance of having that thing drop, which is nonsense to me. That That is just insane, and I can't believe that that is even a thing in the game. Um, 
Someone asked, will we get new storage options like a five and six wardrobe or the possibility to equip gear stored in our MOG case sack or satchel? Uh, systematically, this is possible to add additional MOG wardrobes. However, doing this will require additional data communication to occur. Therefore, it would be impossible to do. We're currently looking into ways to expand the amount of storage. However, we cannot answer when this would be possible at the moment. Um, and that was it. Um, that was the 10 questions that they answered in lieu of a fan festival event in Boston in January. Uh, so a little bit disappointing for sure there, I'd say, you know, uh, I was hoping for a little bit more, especially on the game content front. Um, a few weeks after this, there was an article that came out where the developers did kind of, um, they released a post and they said that they were actually working for working on a new, some kind of new scenario or new story content for Final Fantasy XI. So there's rumors and speculation about what that might be and how, what, what exactly they are working on. That would be something else, I think, maybe that would bring me back to the game. If there were some new story stuff, if there was, you know, something new to chase, uh, a new piece of gear to get at the end of a storyline, or um, some new content added on to something, I, I would come back for that. But but as it exists now, you know, I'm not playing the game, and I think what I would need to come back, what, what, what would need to happen for me to come back would, would be something a little more dynamic at the end of the game for me to do that would require me to work and play with my friends. They recently, another kind of really kind of bad move they made, I think, is they released a new trust. That's really cool. It's a brand new job that is like a new job in the game, a chemist. Really exciting idea, and I really wanted that. But they kind of time-gated this trust acquisition behind this system called Deeds of Heroism. Um, to obtain Deeds of Heroism, you basically have to perform four kind of menial tasks each month. And you get a couple of these deeds, uh, really boring things like check your MOG garden or complete a, a high tier battlefield on, on any difficulty level or stuff that like I don't really want to do. And then on top of that, it would take pretty much 12 months if I did these activities each month. It would take me a year to get the amount of deeds of heroism I would need to purchase this new trust cipher to get it. And that really annoyed a lot of people, me and my friends included. Like I'm not going to pay Square Enix, you know, another $200 to get this trust uh, for the next year, uh, you know, like that seems insane to me. Um, so they would need to change that system pretty drastically. They would need to uh, update and add to the current systems. They would need to make more Omen-like content. Omen is a great system where you kind of progress through it and you fight mid-bosses and you get cool gear and you can earn gil from it. There's a lot of neat things happening with Omen. I would love to see a system that's more like that. That's kind of can can be soloable to some in some ways, but it also requires uh, a lot of strategy for other in other ways. Um, any of that would be great. Adding new Apex mob stuff would be great. Adjusting the jobs. I, I've liked the job adjustments they've been doing over the past year or so each month, uh, looking at a different job and tweaking them a bit. That's been good. That, 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 that content has kind of kept me going, but they've now kind of stopped that, and, and rightly so. Like, you know, there's a lot going on in the world, and I don't expect them to be in there working on this every day, but these are some of the things that I would need to come back to the game. So more endgame content, uh, a better way to do capacity points for sure, and changing the way that you get this new trust that they released. I'm really uh, upset about that. So if you have any thoughts or ideas about what you think Square Enix ought to do to bring people back to Final Fantasy XI, please let me know. Call into the podcast. Give me a comment uh, on Twitter and uh, join the discussion. Thank you so much for listening today, and uh, I'll see you on the next episode of The Pickup Line.